0: And welcome to my podcast. My name's Hannah. Um, For those of you who don't know me, I am here today to share with you a story that I have been thinking about for months and haven't known how or when or in what way. To share it. Um, I haven't shared it yet, mostly because I want it to be some huge, profound, perfectly eloquent, reach your heart, change your life groundbreaking. <laughs> like, I've been holding this up to a standard that I am not going to meet today, and I... It's time. I... I need to share, um, the story and to tell you what the heck has happened to me, um, over the last six months, over the last year, and I'm excited to share it with you. Um, to some people, this may make you uncomfortable. This may make people angry. Um, people might not understand. And I... That's probably a big reason also why I haven't shared it yet. Because I haven't yet put myself in a place um, where this could be criticized. And that's scary for me. <laughs> um, but that isn't a reason why I shouldn't share. And... Um, The thing that comes to mind the most whenever I'm afraid to share something or um, not sure how somebody's going to react is that when when was Jesus comfortable? <laughs> when was he ever comfortable? Um, and that encourages me to not have that be the reason why I don't tell you what's been happening. Um, so. This isn't... I've got notes. You might hear me clicking around on my mouse to scroll through this giant document of notes to try to keep track of, <laughs> of what I want to share with you today. Um, so please be aware and uh, buckle up for an unscripted, I could be all over the place kind of conversation. But um, it was... it was becoming a barrier for me to create this when I was trying to have this be some perfect scripted thing. So, anyways, and for those of you who have been following along with me for a while, you know that I don't I don't love perfect scripted things anyways. So, all right. I'm going to share with you the story today of how God has been pursuing me and has completely captured my heart over the last year. And um my growing relationship with Jesus and what it has done for me. So if that sounds like something you want to hear about, that's what I'm going to be talking about. Um, so I feel like for those who don't know me or don't know my whole story or background, I will, uh, I will give a brief context of, um, I'm 31 years old, born and raised in Wisconsin. Um, my my background and my relationship with God growing up as a kid, the best way for me to describe it and what my experience was as a child, like I, I was baptized Lutheran, confirmed Methodist, went to a Presbyterian church in high school, was sort of active in it, but truthfully never actually understood any of it. Um, I'm sure I read bits and pieces of the Bible a bit growing up, but never actually understood any of it until recently. Um, and it was the kind of thing that I was like, yeah, okay, cool. There was this guy, Jesus, he died for me. Why did he die for me? I don't really know. I'm not gonna spend much time thinking about it. It was a totally, my, my perception of it was like I was there for the community, um, and that Christians were good people and that was that. Um, most of my adult life, um, when I left for school, when I left home, when I was 18 to go to school, most of my adult life from age 18 until 30, um, I didn't have a relationship with God, didn't go to church, had zero interest in it whatsoever. No interest, wasn't a part of my life. Um, for the past about three years, I have been running a um, personal life coaching business um, that started with me kind of sharing my fitness journey um, and that kept kind of evolving and sharing my um, kind of relationship with food and my Body image struggles. And that's kind of what I started coaching on. And then, um, as myself and my clients kept growing and moving beyond, okay, our brain space is not quite um, filled with obsession about food in our bodies anymore. Now we've got space. What do we want to think about? What are we passionate about? Cool. Now that we know what we're passionate about, how are we adding that into our lives? And then it kept moving and evolving into cool. Now we know what we're passionate about. We're doing it. And a lot of my clients wanted to turn those passions into their full-time jobs like I had done. Um, and so that's kind of what I've been doing. And the nature of my business was me sharing personal story. And telling, um, talking about the things that I had been learning and the things that I had been going through. And um, I loved it. I absolutely Love sharing story, love connecting with people through story, through similar struggles that we all have, through sharing the realness of life and absolutely um, loved what I did. And over the past year and a half, my business really started shifting more into the spiritual world and it was something that i was really intrigued by and really interested in and um a lot of my business was kind of talking about and teaching about intuition and tuning into your intuition and um following your heart and following what um what you were passionate about and what you were interested in doing and trusting and believing in yourself and like really major self-empowerment and feeling like you um You are capable of so many things, and I still believe that's true. Um, And my perspective on life was that we were raised in a culture that wanted us to ignore our intuition, um, that wanted us to be living these cookie-cutter lives so that we didn't listen to those inner voices, and that was something that I pushed strongly against I um, really felt strongly about tuning into what you felt was right and what you felt was the way um, to do things and I really felt like I was coming from a place of total love and care and I was I was coming from a place of um, I want people to be happy I want people to feel excited about Waking up, I want them to feel passionate about what they're doing, and that was where a lot of my um, my perspective and how I was sharing the world and how I was leading others was coming from that um, that angle. And last, not last summer, summer of twenty eighteen, is when. I really started to learn about and understand the concepts of trust and surrender. Um, and I had just kind of been hearing about it through people in my community. And the lens where I was learning that from was trusting and surrendering to a greater power, to the universe. The universe was were the words I was using at that point. Um, and I thought that was... Cool. I loved that. I that I loved the idea of leaning into a greater power of um, not having to think that I was had to do all of it myself. Um, And I read Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, and that book. I could be wrong on this, but I believe that that book is based off of a lot of the principles in A Course in Miracles, which I also believe has some sort of connection to the Bible. Um, It's very distant, but had some connection to it. And in that book, I was introduced to these concepts of, um, like, God speak through me, please um, like I think, she, I think she may have had some things in there that was asking for God's will to be done and for her to be a vessel for his love. Um, and that was where I started to alternate and play around with using the word God versus the universe. So this is summer 2018 um, and really liked that and felt really good about starting to move from having most of my energy and the way I was leading from like a total what do I want what is my will to consider oh yeah what what is the will of the universe what is the will of God what is the greater powers idea for what we should be doing and how we should be living and what what the right thing that should be done what should be done and that started to get my brain and my heart to um, start considering what what is the greater power's will. And yeah, let's have that start to be important. Um, and to go back a little bit more, to give a little bit more context to how I was leading and how my life was completely operating and, and what my foundation was built on. Um, I believed deeply in manifestation and law of attraction and um led workshops on it was teaching my clients um, about these principles and and um my perspective on it and the way that i practiced it um was i would get really clear on the things that i wanted like very specifically how many clients i wanted what what amount of money I wanted to make that month, um, what kinds of things I wanted to have happen in my life. I would write it down in very specific terms in future tense of I'm so grateful for the extra $2,000 that um, unexpectedly came into my world this past month. Um, and then, law of attraction, if you believe that that is actually possible if you open yourself up for that possibility you make space for that possibility your energy and belief in that happening um, will help that to come about and I had been practicing that for um, probably about a year or so and had lots and lots and lots of things happen um, that I had written down that would then come into my life and um, and so I felt like I was very, very, very much in control of my life and my circumstances and that I could, um, make things happen and, um, and things did happen. And so I had proof points. Um, so that was, that was how my life was totally rooted. And I had the majority of my, uh, All of my life, (laughs) my entire life was totally being run and directed by my intuition as well. Um, I definitely believed deeply in following inner poles, inner guidance, um, and that that was something that we were as a culture suppressing and that that was where all the magic was. Um, and it led to some absolutely beautiful things and beautiful moments. And I felt completely connected to the world around me. I felt like I had deeper relationships with people. Um, life, life felt totally beautiful and magical and, um, I wasn't hurting anybody. Nobody was getting hurt. And so I felt like, and I felt like I was genuinely and deeply helping people. And I hope that I did, um, and so that that's the frame of mind. And that is where I was um, summer 2018. So at that point, I was, um, my business was really starting to take off, I had been um, just about a year out of taking the full, the leap from my full time job. And so at that point, I um, was about to be able to let go. Uh, I had a part time bridge job, we'll call it, um, to help support me while my business was still growing and getting off the ground. Um, and the summer was when it just started to boom and explode and it was incredible. And it felt like all this work that I had been working towards for so long after struggling for so long, um, was finally like things were starting to happen. So it was amazing. Um, and by October, 2018, I was able to let that, um, part-time job go and was completely self-supporting. And immediately after that happened, um, my business just skyrocketed and I was making very, um, good money every month. My clients were doing really well. They were seeing success. It was very, very exciting. Um, all at that point was, um, looking at this as like all of my hard work, all of these things that I've worked so hard towards, all of this um, positive mindset, this law of attraction, like all of these things have have come to be because um, I've done all these things and I've worked really hard and I've put in the time and now it's flourishing. Um, And so then where does Jesus come in? (laughs) So October 31st, 2018 was my very last day of... um, having my part-time job. November 1st, 2018, I took myself up. Some of you have heard this story, but I will share it again because it is the important, important catalyst of when this all started. Um, but that sets the groundwork of like where I was at, where my mindset was, what life was looking like at that point. Um, I, my very first day of, of, um, being self-supporting. I wanted to celebrate and treat myself to a fun day. So I took myself to go get a massage and, and then did one of my favorite things that still is one of my favorite things to do. Took myself on a day date, drive up to Mount Lemon in Tucson, Arizona, which is where I was living. Um, and I love to go for hikes by myself. I still enjoy doing this. And at that point I was using the word God when I was Connecting with a higher power, and um, I would take myself up on these hikes or go for walks, and during those times, that's when I would say, God, you know, I think I think that you're real. I feel like you're doing a lot of work in my life right now. Like I was giving some of the credit to how my business was going and how my life was to a higher power at that point, um, but was certainly not giving all of it or Certainly, using God as as my um, he was my co-pilot at that point, and I was having him help me get to where I was. And then when I was got what I wanted, I was like, okay, thank you very much. Now I don't need you. Um, so I took myself up to Mount Lemon, went on a hike. Um, when I go on these hikes, I will say, God, I'm open. I wanted, I want to hear if you have something you want me to hear, something you want me to know, I am open. This is my time. I'd love to connect with you. And when I go on hikes, I will say, lead me where you want me to sit. If there's a place that you want me to go, a path you want me to take, like I, that was where I would kind of practice as well, listening to my intuition and following it. Um, and felt the pull that there was a certain hike I needed to go take. So I pulled off, went on this hike, was walking up the path, and felt a full body pull to go off of the path. Um, I'd only been walking a little bit. So I was like, hear you," But I'm going to keep walking. And so I kept going. And on my way back, I felt that pull again. Recognized I was at the same spot. And decided, alright, I'm going to follow it. So I went off of the path. And there was this beautiful fallen tree off of the path. This looked like it was this, like, I don't know how to explain this. Over a podcast, but it looked like the tree was like pulled putty and it was just twisted and beautiful. And at the very end of it, there was a little divot that fit my big butt perfectly to sit down. And um sat down and at my feet there was a cross made out of pine cones. And immediately I was like, huh. <laughs> uh this this seems like the reason why I was asked to come walk over here. And at that point, I have zero relationship with Jesus. I am just starting to kind of play around with inner changing universe and God. Um, and kind of honestly, one of my immediate thoughts was like, uh oh, is somebody buried here? And so I'm like, sorry if I'm disrupting any spirits. I'm sending love to people who like lost their loved one or their dog. And then after I'm doing that for a minute, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this is actually, I don't know. And then my brain goes, Jesus. And so I sat there for a bit and I was like, huh, okay. This was weird. Um, walk back down, get back in my car. I'm driving home. And I keep thinking about that spot. And I keep thinking about how strongly I felt that, Physical pull to go off the path. How I didn't have any idea there was that cross there until I walked to the very end of that tree and sat down where there was that exact seat, um, and my mind was just very curious about it. Um, so I keep thinking about it days and days later. I want to go back to that spot, and I'm just anxious and I don't understand what had happened and I wanted to know what that what that meant. Um, at this point in my life, I um, was actively using oracle cards, tarot decks, to um, to answer questions and get guidance. And um, I also had my favorite psychic, who I love and care for dearly to this day. Um, and she was somebody that I thought would be really helpful in helping me to understand what what I should understand from that moment up on Mount Lemon. <laughs> um so I tell her the whole story like I've told you um oh, a key key point that I should have made back when we're in summer of 2018 wait did I bring it up already that so trust and sur- yes I did oh man told you this is unscripted <laughs> uh the trust and surrender bit that was that was a becoming a key thing in my messaging in my business it was integral to how I was living my life I was um a huge chunk of my message was talking about helping people understand trust and surrender when they want these things when we're practicing this manifestation and law of attraction stuff and getting clear on what we want in our lives how important it was to trust the higher power and surrender the outcome and that we trust that if things don't happen, there's a reason it didn't happen. And we surrender the how, um, the how and the why things were happening or the what and the when, I mean, we, we just need to be responsible for the how and the why we want things. And, um, the what and the when was out of our hands. Um, and so that, had been a key part of of my life and my foundation and so when I'm sitting and talking with my psychic and explaining what had happened um one of the key things that I got from that conversation with her that day was yeah that was Jesus (laughs) that was Jesus um could have been a I mean because I was like I don't know it could have been a little kid that just made this cross up on the top of the mountain and I'm just freaking out and making it this big thing that it doesn't need to be and she's like sure could have been um but my takeaway from it was that there was no um coincidence that I saw it and there was no coincidence that it started to get my brain to start questioning it and thinking about it um and my takeaway was um you're talking so much about trust and surrender and it's time to understand what and who are you trusting and surrendering to. Um, and Jesus would like you to consider having him on your team <laughs> um, just to start to get to know him. And that is what was speaking to me at that time. Like, honestly, when I think about it and and where I'm at today, he was absolutely pursuing me and speaking to me in a way that he knew I would listen at that time. Um, so from November, 2018, um, onward, I started to go on this pursuit of curiosity of following the curiosity of wanting to get to know God and Jesus and, um, just start to understand. But at that time, I also knew and had a lot of skepticism and a lot of fear that you're going to tell me I can't play with my tarot cards and my crystals, and I can't do any, I can't go to new moon circles. And like, that you're going to tell me I can't do any of these things. And so I was super, super resistant and very hesitant, um, and wanted it to be a relationship where it was on my terms and I could invite him in when I wanted him there, but it was on my terms and I could create what this relationship was going to look like. Um, and so my entry (laughs) into starting to under to, to learn about God and to learn about Jesus was through, um, communities and people like the liturgists and Rob Bell and Richard Rohr and, um, absolutely loved and super, super resonated and connected with, um, what they were sharing and really, really connected with the community. Um, and it was interesting because so many people, um, in those communities have been hurt or shunned or, um, left out or just felt just hurt by their, Um, experiences in church as kids or even as adults Um, and I really connected with that and I honestly uh, one of the biggest reasons why I didn't want to adopt or have anything to do with Christianity um, as an adult was because of my deep love and respect for my friends who were gay Um, and that still is something that is so hard for me to, um, wrap my head around. And, um, so I really connected and resonated with people who have been hurt by it and, um, but still wanting to have God in their lives in some way. Um, and so that was kind of my entry and just starting to learn a little bit more about, Jesus and the character of God, and um, I just wanted to continue learning more. I just wanted, I wanted to learn more. Um, So by March of 2019, um, I had gotten to a point in my business where I was able to, like, this is something that I had been working towards, and honestly, the whole reason... Why I quit my full time job. The whole reason why I wanted to build my business online, the whole reason why I wanted to be able to do everything from my computer was so that I could live and work from anywhere. I wanted to be able to travel the world. Um, I have had this kind of nomad bug in me um, since I was probably in college. I really started thinking about wanting to be able to travel and always felt super trapped. Um, By nine to five jobs with two weeks vacation, and just felt like it was. Um, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to live an unconventional life and see how far I could take it. Um, and I had gotten myself to a place where I worked really, really hard, uh, went through many, many months of extreme financial pain to finally get myself to a place where I was doing. Well, my business was thriving and my ultimate dream was to be able to take off a couple of months and be able to walk the Camino de Santiago. Um which for those of you who don't know what that is, it is a 500-mile pilgrimage across Spain um that a lot of people do for a lot of it has catholic um foundations, but a lot of people do for a lot of different reasons. And um I had decided back in October, uh, I decided in November 2018 that I when my lease was up in March I would sell all my things and start and start my nomad life with the Camino and then keep going Um, so we're now we're at March 2018 business totally thriving about to sell all of my things and walk the Camino Um, and my business at that point I had been mostly business coaching. So most of my clients were wanting to build their online presence or build their online brand. Um, and I had definitely continued leading in the way of like with trust and surrender kind of being foundational pieces, um, but still really having people, um, practice this law of attraction and manifestation and that they, um just needed to get really clear on what they wanted and that they had the power to um bring that into their existence. And a lot of them were having incredible things happen and were doing incredible things. Um but I had this sense I, and I I know I said it, like I th- I'm sure I said it in some of my live videos or maybe even wrote it in some of my posts. Um, I could feel that something was going to change and shift after the Camino, but I wasn't sure. Um, and I kind of had a hunch that it was going to have something to do with God, but it wasn't really sure. Um, so completely unplugged uh, from business activities on the Camino. And my intention during, I walked for 40 days at that point, didn't really uh it wasn't an intentional 40 days but the more, and more I've read the bible and learned about like significant numbers i'm like 40 days is kind of a biblical number <laughs> so um i was like this is this is 40 days that i want to be totally open um to talk to god i want to actually stop and reflect on what what i've been able to create and do over the last three years um I was really kind of starting to move into the mindset by November I was like I want to just thank God for giving me um all of this like incredible success I'm so grateful for what I've been able to do and like this lifestyle that I'm able to live and that I'm literally about to go live my dream the thing that I've wanted to do since I was sitting in my very first job out of college, like desperate to have this lifestyle, I'm about to go do it. Um, and so I just felt super grateful and, um, gonna wrap back in again, the, um, um, Marianne Williamson Return to love book. She has this prayer that was introduced to me through that book that she was like, um, something along the lines of God speak through me. What, um, what you want to be said or shared today. Um, show me the world through your eyes. And I, I had some variation of that prayer. Um, I would kind of say it every morning as I started to walk. I was like, God, I want to see the world the way you see it. Um, and I want, speak. please speak through me what, what people need to hear. Um, and that was also a key thing that I would do before I would talk to my clients. Um, it was something that I would encourage my clients to start to do as well. So I'm starting to kind of move down this like kind of Interesting hybrid of starting to incorporate God into my life, but not give him the wheel. Um, And the Camino for me was, um, it literally completely changed my life. I, and not all of it was clear to me on the walk itself, but I mean, honestly, we are, we are truly just about a year It's almost been a full year since I've walked it, and I still feel like I just finished yesterday. Um, But the things that became very clear to me on that walk were um, how much I didn't have any clear or healthy boundaries between what was my personal life and what was my business. Um, I recognized how... This was the first time that I'd actually stopped and allowed myself rest in about three years. Like true, allowing myself to not work, allowing myself to rest, allowing my brain to not worry about how is this activity going to contribute to my business. Um, It was the first time I'd actually rested in like three years. And that made me aware that I didn't really want to continue that way. I wanted to have a better work-life balance, um, and it was also the first time because I loved what I did so much. I didn't, I didn't struggle with having it be all-consuming because I loved it. Um, but it was something that I recognized as like there should be some things in my life that I'm doing not for my business, just to relax, just to enjoy. Um, And I didn't have that. And I also, because I wasn't doing anything for my business during those 40 days, um, I recognized it it took me a solid two and a half weeks to shake off the feelings of guilt and anxiety. Um, And I kind of felt, I was starting to feel a hit on my self-worth and it made me recognize, whoa, girl, you have um a ton of your self-worth wrapped up in how much are you sharing? How much are you um reaching your community? How many people have reached out and said what you wrote this week really connected with them? Like you're not doing any of that and you're not like you're not producing, so you're not worth anything. I it made me recognize how much of my worth was tied up in what I was producing. Um and all of those things were just, just became, um, there was just awareness around that. And so those were some important, uncomfortable things I recognized. And then I had a couple, many, uh, very profound moments that, um, I didn't know how to wrap my head around or explain, and still don't quite know how to explain what had happened, but, with that prayer I was saying every morning where I was like, speak through me, I want to see the world through your eyes. Um, I just felt moments of the most like peace I've ever felt in my life. Just, I would recognize like, wow, I'm not thinking about a thing. I feel so content. I feel so peaceful. Um, That were just really beautiful glimpses. Um, I had a moment and I've shared this before, but for those who have, who haven't heard this story, there was a woman that went by me on a bicycle. She waved at me and said, Buen Camino, which is something that you say to every passing pilgrim. I didn't know who that woman was, would never see her again. It was probably a three second interaction. Um, but I felt the strongest, love for this woman in a, in a second. And I started crying and I sat there for a moment and was like, what is happening to me? Um, and I also had a moment where we were stopped at a Donativo, which is, um, somebody in one of the villages sets out little food and snacks for people and ask for just little donations if you can, but it's just a lovely, place of respite for weary pilgrims. And I was stopped at a place and there were a handful of pilgrims, um, that I had seen kind of start to become friends all along the way. Man. Every time, every time I share this story, I get emotional. Um, But I I had recognized all these people that had started to become friends all along the way. And I knew they were from all over the world. And one of them had a ukulele and he's singing and the friends are all singing. And you could just like, I feel... (sighs) I, I truly feel like I could see... Like, I saw love. Um, And now that I understand a little bit more about God and God's character and the promise of his kingdom, um, I kind of feel like I got to see glimpses, like just little glimpses of what, what his love is for us and a glimpse of what perfect perfect union could look like and what just genuine pure love looks like so i just had these moments that were absolutely incredible and i wanted to know i wanted to just feel that more and see that more um and so the camino was was a really eye-opening and powerful and absolutely beautiful experience. Probably the highlight of my life in the 31 years of my life so far. Um, so total high point, finished the Camino, um, had walked 40 days, just felt incredible. And after the Camino decided to go to Mexico, this was a trip completely led by my intuition. Um, had a friend there who was also a nomad and got to stay with her. And during this time, I, so this is about June, July, 2019. Um, it was getting back to real life. And so um, it was, it was a struggle and it was an adjustment. Um, and I was really After the Camino was just continuing to be hung, I was just hungry to continue to get to know God and wanted to continue to grow in my relationship with Jesus. And the way I was doing that was continuing to listen to things like the Liturgist podcasts and was loving Richard Rohr and Rob Bell, Um, was doing meditations and inviting Jesus to come in as a guide with me. And like these were the things that that's how I was, those are the languages I was speaking and that's what was connecting with me the most. And every time I would have some sort of meditation and invite him in, I, I just don't know how to explain, like I, the presence that I felt was always so comforting and so loving and, um, and I felt this like deep respect for it, for him um but i didn't know him didn't know his character at all really didn't know anything about jesus at that point um besides like the christmas story and the easter story <laughs> um which are big important months uh but um those were tough months i kind of just tried to pick my business back up um where i left off and it was a struggle it was clunky I had signed on a handful of clients and like they were wonderful and I hope that I served them well but it nothing felt quite like it had before the Camino and everything just felt a little bit harder and a little bit clunkier and I just kept feeling like I think that this is all not working because I'm supposed to be talking about God I'm supposed to be like really talking about and sharing my relationship with Jesus and like share it as I'm as I'm going through it and as I'm getting to know him and like share this in real time. Um, and I was really struggling. And so I, at that point, um, was wanting to approach my relationship with God and this growing relationship with Jesus totally on my terms. I wanted... Um, I wanted to be able to do all the things that I had been doing, but also have Jesus and also get to know him, um, but not do it through reading the Bible. I still hadn't read the Bible yet, (laughs) still never really opened the book. Um, and because from what I, because my understanding of the Bible and my understanding of Christians at that point was, um, they're oppressive and judgmental. And this book has okayed slavery and has okayed the oppression of women. And I didn't want anything to do with, uh, no one wants anything to do with that. Christians don't want anything to do with that either, by the way. But um, that was my perception. And so I wanted nothing to do with reading the Bible. And I wanted my relationship with God to be completely experiential. And that was kind of an avenue I started to go down. Um, and I created a Facebook group called Christians with questions. I created a podcast that I only put up a couple episodes that I've since taken down. Um, that was for the community of people who were in this similar place to me where they're like, I want, I'm curious about God. I'm curious to get to know God and Jesus, but not the God that, Oppresses women, not the God that says slavery is okay, not the God that says racism and oppression is okay, Um, not going to read the Bible because the Bible is an old, outdated, racist piece of patriarchal material. Um, And so it's all going to be through experience, really. Um, And that was where I was at. Um, And honestly, I don't know how else to explain this. I'm still in Mexico. Um, it was a very, very dark time in my life. Um, I have never struggled with depression before, um, and it was, it was kind of where my spiral started. Um, but I can just, all I can say is I felt, um, I felt darkness um, around me and, um, felt like this darkness was, was the thing that was leading me and nudging me to like, yeah, keep, keep going this way. Keep, yeah. Don't read the Bible. Um, and I didn't like how it felt. Um, and I think I opened either Matthew or Mark, when I was in Mexico. And for the very first time, like actually started to try to read through one of the gospels, because I was like, I do want to know, like, what does, what does this book say about Jesus? What did Jesus actually say? And truthfully, my very first reaction was, oh, he's not all like, light and love. He's kind of a hard ass. (laughs) and He's kind of tough. And um, seems really angry at us, and, um, like, this is not the, like, lovey-dovey, oh, he's a great teacher, um, kind of guy that I thought I had been getting to know and, like, talking about, though he is loving, and he is kind, and he is amazing, um, I didn't, I didn't really understand, I didn't really, I didn't understand anything yet. Um, And I'm still, oh, I'm still learning. And I will be for the rest of my life. Um, But at that point, it honestly kind of started a spark of, um, oh, I I don't know anything that that I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm leading a bunch of people talking about something I know nothing about. And... Not, I don't think I'm, I don't, and my perspective at that point was Jesus is a, was a cool dude, an incredible dude, a wonderful teacher, someone that we should aspire to be like. Not Jesus is my Lord and Savior, um, which is my perspective today. Uh, and I'm getting this there shortly holy moly I've already been talking for 47 minutes this could end up being a multi-series podcast because I'm just going to keep going because we have we've got a lot more um any hoodles uh so I I opened up I honestly I think it was Matthew um that I was like oh he's it triggered me to want to get to know the Jesus in the bible Um, and at this point I'm, I'm really kind of fallen quickly into depression. I'm not able, I wasn't signing on clients, um, was very scraping the bottom of the barrel, um, financially and was scared, um, and decided to go back home to Wisconsin. Um, and this is where I stayed for um august until november and during those months i fell into a depression um that was really dark and um really tough um but probably one of the most important and necessary times of my life so far, and now that I'm on the other side and can understand what was happening to me, um, it was going through the death of old self. And um, basically, when I got back home, I went through all sorts of questions in life, and um, was having this major inner battle between, I don't think I want to run my business anymore. Why don't I want to run my business anymore? What do you mean you don't want to run your business anymore? This is what you've been working towards for the past three years. This is what you've wanted for probably the past 10. You are in the place where you, you have all the things that you could have ever wanted. What do you mean you don't want to do this anymore? So it was this total battle between what I actually genuinely, my heart was being changed to, to not want things anymore and to want new things. Um, and it was very uncomfortable and I had kind of started to, um, I had started to read the Bible and was like kind of trying to work through, um, work through it without having any guidance, without having any community, not really talking to anybody else about it, but just, like, privately starting to read a little bit, and, um, I, um, it was starting to change and, and, um, scare me, honestly, (laughs) because, um, So much, I mean, my entire life, my entire life was built on a foundation that the Bible, um, says is not sturdy and, um, and where I was placing my value and how, how I was really having God be the passenger and not, not at all giving him full control or reins of my life, um, and how I thought I had the power to be able to do everything myself. And, um, and I was being challenged every day. And, but for some reason, I kept reading. And the best way I can describe it, basically from November 2018 onward, is I have felt like there has been this gentle but firm hand continuing to guide me. And, um, It was around this time where, like, I didn't have any money. I didn't, I had a couple of clients, but was not able to sign on any new clients. Felt like my, I couldn't produce any content. Like, I was just in this depression. Um, And so I felt like all of the things that I had placed my worth in before was helping other people, having money, being self-supporting and self-sufficient. I had none of that. All of the things that would have been defining my worth, um, I didn't have anything. And so I felt absolutely worthless. Felt like the biggest piece of crap on the face of the earth. Um, And I don't know how else to explain it besides in that moment, I felt like Jesus was like, Hey. (laughs) Can you, could you believe that even right now, I love, I love you and you are worth everything right in this very moment where you feel like you can't offer a thing. Um, and that shook me. I was shooketh and couldn't wrap my head around how that was possible. Um, but I, that gentle but firm hand continued to invite me to continue to read, to continue to be challenged, to continue to go through the deconstruction, the absolute deconstruction and then demolition of my old life. Um, I mean, truly, it was challenging the, the, the foundation of me living off of my intuition and living off of following my heart and what I wanted and what I desired and being completely challenged that, um, without God being the compass, we can't trust our hearts. We can't trust that inner guidance system. Um, we're inherently sinful. We're born sinful. <laughs> um, and that guarantee that's going to make it Many of you cringe and get angry and maybe shut this off. Um, And a year ago, I would have done the exact same thing. Um, Hearing people talk about sin, hearing people talk about the devil or Satan or like evil forces. Like, I believe all that stuff now. And I believe that's what was happening to me in Mexico when I felt darkness encouraging me to have people do things not quite right and not quite have God be the, um, the, the leader of their life. Um, but yeah, I, I went through a complete death of self. Um, couldn't figure out how to make daily decisions because all of my daily decisions prior to that had been based on what I thought was right and what my inner guidance system was telling me to do and fighting through this battle of what do you mean you don't want to run your business anymore I didn't want to travel anymore and so I felt shame about that about how public my life was and how I was sharing like I'm going off on this grand adventure and everybody's excited for me and cheering me on and now I don't want to do that anymore so it was this battle of what do you mean You don't want to do these things that your identity in your life was built on. And then how do I even figure out how to move forward? Because my entire belief system was built on something that no longer feels right. And then I was angry that it didn't feel right and angry that nothing felt like it fit anymore. I was grieving, not knowing how to control my life anymore. And, but it was still continuing to happen but I never, it never felt like it was forced. I always felt like it was an option and I continued to follow it because I continued to have this feeling that this was the way I needed to go. Um, and for those of you who are not Christians, I might not be selling this right now. <laughs> and I'm going to risk it because this is the honest truth. Um, but yeah, so I went through... A total demolition of old self, trying to figure out new self, trying to figure out what, um, what was next. And just kept feeling this very strong, um, pull that I needed to continue to get to know God and get to know Jesus and really started to continue to open up and read his word, um, and then I moved back to Tucson in November. And it was here that I met. Um, I also need to thank and call out that my dad and stepmom have been key um, in helping me understand and encourage, um, and that they were really helpful in encouraging me. Um, When I was home over the summer and mom always being incredibly loving and always just wanting me to be happy and to feel happy and safe and that she loved me no matter what and being an example of um, unconditional love. And um, when I moved back to Tucson, I really wanted to to find a church community. I wanted to find community to help me wrap my head around this new information that was rocking my world. Um, and I started going to mission church in Tucson, and my very first time going to visit, I went to this groundwork session. And I was the only new-to-the-church person there and got to share a little bit of my story. And two of the four people that were there had also walked the Camino at the exact same time that I had walked, um, which was awesome. And I met a dear, 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 wonderful, amazing friend that very night who became a key person in helping me. To I love you, Rochelle, (laughs) who's been so encouraging for me to actually share and get this out there, um, was key in helping me, like, navigate these really tough questions and read, start to read and, um, and understand things from a different perspective, um, and with, with help, to understand it with help and context, um, and so, basically, from November until March, a couple weeks ago, I dove in headfirst into daily, um, daily Bible study, and every every time I read and having help in reading and understanding, like how should we read the book of Judges? How should we read and understand the book of Deuteronomy? <laughs> like These scary books that if you read them and just think like, this is what God thinks that we should be like, and this is how he thinks that we should be as, as humans. Like you're going to read this and be like, what the actual heck is going on here? This is awful. Um, which is what I have, what my had done in the past. Um, tools that have been incredibly helpful for me in understanding context and how to read each story of the Bible and how to look at the Bible as this incredible arc of a story and, like, how to read each book and and in what context and who is who are they speaking to. And um, the Bible Project is a group of, of guys that produce um, – they have YouTube videos, and um, Rochelle and I have been working through um, – the Bible Project Read the Bible in a Year app that's been incredibly helpful. And there are little videos at the beginning of every book that gives you context to help you understand how do you read this and how do you understand this and acknowledges when there are things that are going to be really tough and really uncomfortable and how do we navigate that um, has been incredibly helpful. But basically, November, December, January, um, I felt like a the analogy i used was like i felt like a naked baby naked newborn baby being tossed around in the ocean didn't know which way was up absolutely lost scared naked vulnerable was dropped off in this new world that i didn't understand how to wrap my head around and was so uncomfortable <laughs> um probably honest uh, yeah like november december January, the joke was, I feel like we're on the beach. I'm still a newborn, but and we're 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 on the beach now, a little bit more solid ground, but now there's sand in my crack. Um and I just felt like I I just I was I am just absolutely hungry to keep reading, to keep understanding, to keep learning. The Bible project was absolutely So helpful in understanding going to church and hearing the sermons at church, being able to have discussion with friends and going to I was I was have been active in a um small group in a Bible study that has been so helpful in helping me understand and navigate these things. Um, but honestly, like this whole time, like I This all started with me not seeking, with me not having an interest in this at all, being resistant to it. Um, And then, but just continuing to follow this pull that was like, I want, I just, I feel curious. I want to keep understanding. I want to get to know, I want to understand this more. And, um... So I'm, by January, by, like, November and December and January, I kept kind of giving little updates on, like, where am I percentage-wise? Like, am I all in? Am I still on the fence? Am I, like, what am I doing um, belief-wise? And um, it felt like I was on this fast track because everything I kept reading kept matching up with the experiences that I've had. And reading and understanding, honestly, understanding sin for the first time was super helpful. And I, I won't, I'm not going to be able to explain it coherently, but Tim, Tim Keller has also been an extremely helpful resource for me, which is hilarious because a couple of years ago, I was gifted a couple of Tim Keller books and they made me so angry. Um, the Case for Christ I think was one of them and I was so angry it just made me mad and now I can't get enough of Tim Keller. Love everything he does. Um, he has a great podcast that has been incredibly helpful in helping me just understand and wrap my head around all of this. Um, but I just kept continuing to read and and ask questions and work through the struggles and be okay with the struggles and um but the thing that just kept having me go back and continue to want to learn more was how much God's character kept matching up with what I was feeling in my life and like what my experiences had been already and like how he works in our lives and how that like gentle but firm hand and that pursuit of me um like how he chases after us and how like if you've ever heard that God is a jealous God that would have made me super angry before too i had been like what do you mean he's a jealous God that's ridiculous (laughs) um but how he doesn't want us to put anything before him. He like, and how much he loves us and wants us to just have our lives be in total communion with him and how sin has completely gotten in the way, um, of us being able to have that and how that makes him jealous and sad and angry and heartbroken. Um, and it just kept matching up and, um, Then by, yeah, by January, I think I was at about a 95 with five percent left. And my five percent was I just haven't read the whole thing, I don't know everything yet, I can't explain everything yet. But I have this absolute full body trust that this is it, that Jesus is it, that this is the that I want to give my life to him, that I just was reflecting back on like, my heart feels like it's been completely changed. The things that I had once desired, like I genuinely did not desire anymore. My, my genuine primary desire now is I want to do what makes God happy. Um, I want I I don't want to do the things that hurt him. I don't want to do the things that make him sad. I want to honor him and I want to, um, I want to live to the best of my ability to display the grace and mercy that he gives us every day. Even to the people that don't deserve it, even to the people like me who are pushing it away, didn't believe in it, didn't want anything to do with it. Um, Like how much I just want, people to know how much he loves you and how no matter where you are or how far down a road you are like the prodigal I think it's called the prodigal god another Tim Keller book um was also incredibly helpful and transformative for me reading that book and resonating completely with the parable of the prodigal son who Decides he's going to go off on his own, takes half of his father's inheritance, blows it all. I think he's in like a pigsty and realizes he's at at like rock bottom and then knows he has to go back home and all the shame that he feels. I was like, that's me. That's me. (laughs) I was in the pigsty and, and how the father just waits for it, like is so excited, arms open wide so excited to welcome his son back home, has a huge celebration. Honestly, that story, that parable, that book was huge and transformative for me to understand what grace means, um, and how much he loves us and is not some angry God that's just here to, like, pour his wrath on all of us. And, um, though he, that, that, is a real thing too and that's something that I respect and honor and um, I just kept finding the more I learned the more it matched up and the more it made sense why even with all these worldly things that I had and all these things on paper that in this world should have made me feel whole and complete I didn't Even like when I had reached my quote unquote peak, what I thought was going to be the best thing ever and make me the most happy, I felt absolutely empty. Um, And how the more and more I kept getting to know him, the more I kept inviting him into my life, the more I kept pursuing him while he was in pursuit of me. Like I truly, and I've heard people say this before. And for those who just are not open to this right now, this is just going to sound silly and superficial but like I feel an inexplicable peace now that like not that I have some expectation that life is all going to be easy moving forward um another huge thing that as odd as it sounds has been incredibly comforting is that we shouldn't expect for life to be perfect and easy and wonderful all the time and how honestly having the expectation that there will be suffering um i don't know i don't know why but that gives me this piece of like otherwise we're living our entire lives trying to fight fight suffering and not have suffering in our lives and then we're suffering because we're afraid of suffering (laughs) and just how those are the moments where that's where god came into my life that's where god is most important that That is when God can be the most powerful, not when he's the most important, but that's when we can rely on him the most. That's where we can just give it to him. My favorite prayer has been like, please take this. I can't, like, I know I can't do this without you. Um, and just in line with my my trust and surrender foundation like that still is a huge part of my life and now it it feels like a full and total life surrender um and I um made had the absolute beautiful opportunity to make that a public declaration a couple of weeks ago I um was baptized by the dear friend who has been. Oh, I cry again. Such an incredible part of me. Understanding and staying strong on this weird and wobbly journey. Um, Rochelle got to baptize me, and I got in a couple of friends and the pastor from. For mission got to be there. And it was just an incredible opportunity for me to actually have a physical outward public display and declaration of like, my life is yours. And this is a new life. Like, I truly feel like I have the way I've described it to people, is like, I feel like I am seeing the world through a completely new lens. Um, and I'm still starting to adjust to it, but it feels like a completely new lens, a totally new way of seeing life and the world around me. Um, and it's been a very uncomfortable, but incredibly beautiful and incredibly transformative time in my life that, um, I'm so beyond grateful for, and, um, yeah, <laughs> I am positive there are details I've left out that would be helpful. I'm certain there are ways that I could have shared this more eloquently, but that is pretty much helps lay the ground for who I was before and what was important to me and how I saw the world and what were the things that kind of helped to start changing and how I just feel like God found ways to speak to me that he knew I would listen. Like, he knew I would listen through my psychic, he knew I would listen through the intuition that I was following. He knew, like, he just, he came to me, he met me where I was at. He came to me where I was, spoke to me through the channels that I knew I would, he knew I would listen to. It was gentle, but firm, and it just hooked me, and I am so grateful. Um, And yeah. So that's where, that's what's happened over the past year, year and a half. Um, I am now with my family back in Wisconsin because of this COVID-19 craziness. Um, and yeah, I think I'm just gonna leave it there. Um, I welcome questions I welcome comments um I understand that and I know because I know what it feels like to hear these things or to feel like these things are being forced on you when you're not open to it um and so I recognize that this could majorly trigger some people and that's okay um and I but I, I want to welcome questions and i um, happy to share resources that have been super helpful for me. Um, and I'm totally still deeply in the journey. This is a lifelong journey, um, but deeply on the journey of just continuing to learn and grow and understand what this new life is going to look like. And, um, happy to be a person for you to reach out and chat with if um if you would like um and I don't know we'll see I I mit, for those who've been following me for a while I I miss writing I miss sharing things I miss the connection that that created with people um and truthfully where I'm at these days like all I want to do is talk about Jesus (laughs) so and now that that the floodgates have opened um I I'm not sure where this will go it might stop here with this one podcast today but I also um feel like there's other things that I could dive into and talk about that have been really interesting to me to learn um and so we'll see where this leads um But anyways, that's my story. Thank you for listening. For those who have stuck around this entire time, you're a trooper. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to my story. And, um, I hope that this encouraged you, perhaps triggered some curiosity in you, um, if it challenged you, um, I'm curious to see where that leads, and I am sending lots and lots of love to um, everybody who has tuned in and who has listened. Thank you.